Chris, Nick McCorrison, our producer, has hit record here at his place. So we're making an episode right now. It's literally happening. So to pick up the Monopoly board? Yes. Yeah. A lot of people think Monopoly is a boring game. I'm one of those more annoying people who think that if you play the rules exactly as they were formulated in the box, it's actually a good game. Oh, because of the because the Cause rules you, that people don't play. Yeah. Because people make all those extra rules because it's mostly played by kids so that the kids don't get out and feel sad. I still think it's a bad game. It's because it's a fairness-based the, yeah. all, the, all the house rules are about making it seem more fair, which is obviously the opposite of what the game's about. The game is about yeah. mostly people like, oh, Mon- Monopoly takes so long to play, but it actually, it goes pretty quick if you play it the way that it's meant to be played because one person ends up with an insurmountable advantage really early. But it's, that doesn't make it fun. Like, it's still a game where once you're out, you're just sitting there. Yeah, well, that's why you have... Uh, Nintendo's. Nintendo, actual Nintendo's fun games. Like, yeah, like Paul Nintendo invented the Nintendo because he was like, I need something to do because I'm always first out in Monopoly. Do you know the Nintendo company has been around since the 19th century? Did you know that Paul Nintendo was Japanese? <laughs> we were all learning. Yeah. I assume that at first they, they tried other products to excite you during being out at Monopoly and you know, the rest of your family was still playing it at first. Like at first it was just like a home scarification kit and yeah. eventually this they, is true. Yeah, they got to a point where it was a video game console. What's in a home scarification kit, Nick? I've never seen one. At first it's like a set. It's like a six-volume leather-bound series of like the entire history yeah, of body art. Mm-hmm. And you have to read the whole thing. Oh, right. But luckily, Monopoly takes a long time to finish so yep. with all the house rules. So you can definitely get it done. Do you have any ideas of what we rank today? On- I just don't have any ideas. I'm not a creative person. Okay. Well, we, yeah, I guess we could um, rank just existing. We've already talked about that. We kind that of have done that. Yeah, we kind of have done that with hanging out. All right. I'll check out a few things from the list of ideas to rank that I'm kind of vibing, feeling today. Selfishness, anthropomorphization, fun. Trust, what else? Accuracy, special, the idea of special, pacifism, balance, moderation. They're all really good ideas, but pacifism's jumped out at me. Great, yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's not overcomplicate things. Talking to you, Paul Nintendo. Pinging through the ether like a giant emotion, this lotion, this lotion. Sometimes commotion, sometimes no commotion. Rank ideas. Take them to the bank ideas. Hey everyone, thanks so much for listening to the Rank Ideas podcast. Uh, you're doing that right now if you weren't aware. And it's a good thing you are too, because it's the only podcast in the world that has Nick Deladovic and myself, Chris Andrew, ranking every idea in existence in the human canon of thought on an ever-expanding list from best to worst. And today we are going to slot at the exact perfect spot on the list for this idea, the idea of... Pacifism. Luckily, we're going to do it perfectly because mm. that we figured that's the way to well, do it. This is an important one to nail, like it, all of them. Exactly, like every idea. Mm. Um, I thought this one would be an interesting one because obviously it's a it's still very much a known idea that people know what it means. Generally, we'll define it in a minute for anyone who doesn't. But it's kind of it is an idea that had that was much higher in ascendancy in discourse. Um, in previous years of human history than it currently is. Like it's not compared to a lot of other things that get talked about a lot. You don't hear about it that much. And no. then at, at at least one period of fairly recent human history that I know about, kind of 1930s odd, um, and who knows what other points of hu- human history, it was an idea that was being talked about very seriously and set and was held as central to people's identity um, in a way that then kind of went away mostly. And that's a kind of, yeah, the idea of talking about an idea that um, has seen failures of stickiness. 
I think or relative uh, like, successes of stickiness. It's hard to say because different societies have different. Um, yeah, I guess I just mean in the, in the 1930s there was specifically a global pacifism yeah, sure. movement that was that was fairly potent, which probably a lot of people don't even know about. And, and then there's sort of the peace movement in the 60s. I think I think it's pretty obvious, like why why these ideas would wax and wane. Yeah, let's define it before we get too deep in. So pacifism. Tell me if I'm missing anything. Basically, it's a it's an ideology which elevates the idea of nonviolence or the resistance of violence as a solution to things. Yeah, elevates that as a priority mm. or as a central defining organizing principle behind how you live your life. Am I missing anything critical from that, do you think? No, but I would like to know for the sake of our conversation as it shapes, are we talking about the ideology sort of at an individual level or at a social level? I think, um, I don't know, for me, the distinction is like hypercritical because, I mean, when we looked at pragmatism mm-hmm. uh, and ranked that, I think we were, we sort of happily did both in terms of just being okay. like, yeah, well, you, can, you can have a, you can have the pragmatic lens as an individual, you can have it at a large scale, but. I'm just trying to think because the, there are sort of degrees to which you could adhere to pacifism and obviously with any ideology, but I feel like there's maybe a, a tipping point difference in that if you or a pacifist for your, for your state, you, you know, or for your, whatever, your, your community at large, you know, you don't want to have, you know, war or yeah. like you want to pursue, have peace be a higher value than everything else. I think that there are people that have that view and then don't have the view that like, so you, you, know, you shouldn't have police arresting people. Like, I mean, obviously you do have both. You do have people who hold both, but I think that there's, there's a sliding scale and, um, I suppose it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter. Cause we're, I think it's a fair we're question, the general though. idea, which I think like, you know, if you've listened to the podcast before, you'll know we're not too hot on ideologies. In fact, we're very, very, very cold on them. So I think- It's our second bottom idea at the moment. Yeah. So I think the sort of self-contradictions that come from any sort of fixed view of how the world should be against how it is, um, is going to do, is going to have its, yeah, it's going to have those internal contradictions. So we don't need to go too far into those in uh, the definition period. And it's just instead- it starts, Start on the, exploring idea. it starts on the back foot as something which I don't think you can question that it's an ideology. Um, the it's interesting we did it's got ism at the end. We, yeah, that's it. That's it. There's the the ism that we ranked that we were able to judge was less of an ideology and which did sort of okay was pragmatism because yeah. because that was one where we were like where we were like well yeah there isn't really you know it's pragmatism can exist not as a movement or not as a um, even though it does, like, and again, it's not like it's, it was one of our highest ranking ideas, but we were like, pragmatism can literally just be a, a, a lens that can be applied to situations and doesn't have to be as totalizingly applied, demonstrably gets applied by people in a way that isn't as totalizing as an ideology. So yeah, I guess- Well, kind of by its nature, you know, like if you were to be an extreme pragmatist, that would be, that probably make you less extremist than if- you're extreme almost anything else. That's it. And so I think a lot of people's easy critiques that they have of pacifism and a lot of people have um, just happy, just cheerful contempt for pacifism is the idea, is because they're perceiving it as a totalizing ideology. And I think a lot of people have had it as a totalizing ideology, but because no matter what people say or even think at a surface level about their ideologies, there are always they are always existing as a compromised version of themselves anyway, which yeah. is one of the reasons they're a low-ranking idea. I guess there's the question, if if something is going to protect pacifism as being any higher, it'll be if we think there's any argument for it as just a tool that you can use. Yeah. Right. If, is, there, is, if, is there a non-ideological version of it? And can we create that by having it in the, the right, right position spot. on the list? But I guess maybe separate to just rating, like talking about how we ranked ideologies, maybe just talking about it as an idea more specifically for a minute. So basically yeah. the idea was, I mean, what do you think if you were going to be a generous 
interlocutor on its behalf. If you were, um, yeah, what would what do you think the the general arguments are in favour of well non-violence over in a world where violence is a very baked in, ready to hand default? Even if even if a society hasn't put a uh, a conscious set of ideas together from a list, there's still like violence is just kind of there, baked into the to the world of organisms. Res, you know, what do we think is what what's good on paper about the idea of resisting that or even having a uh, an active project of nonviolence? Yeah, sure. So I guess the the best thing that this isn't possible what the advocates for it would necessarily say, but the best thing that I would I would say for it is that um, it's as a sort of a compass point aspiration. You know, violence and war so uh, uh, wreak such irreversible um, not just havoc and suffering, but like chaos. And, you know, it, it, it releases whirlwinds through time and across systems that, you know, are just totally unpredictable and, and of harm. And that's not nice for those who experience it. Yeah. And um, I feel like most people, I feel like almost everybody on the planet doesn't, almost everybody doesn't want to die a violent death uh, without like suddenly um, and doesn't want that to happen to the people they care about or to the things that they love to, to suddenly disappear or be destroyed and pacifism in its in- intention is is a an aspiration towards that it's a, it's a declaration that that's a value and yeah and i uh but i'm just trying to think what the people who are pacifists would say i, I think i think i think the, the problem is it's hard to do without you know taking off a couple hats of things that yeah. i already think which um but i think that and and i, I don't mean to be patronizing to anyone who is a pacifist it's a it's a, certainly a more admirable position than um, not interrogating the idea of peace, war, violence at all. Yeah. Um, but I think that the idea is, well, war is stupid. You know, violence is stupid. Everyone should just never do that again. Um, and putting my hats of living as a citizen of the world and being mm-hmm. a person again, the problem with that is that doesn't exist as an it doesn't exist as an option to just simply uh, like sorry. If the goal is to eradicate uh, human suffering through violence and 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 war and whatever, is pacifism an engine that that, that achieves that goal? No, and potentially it's one that inhibits um, engagement with the reality of of why it doesn't. Mm. And and this is your general problem with ideologies is they they sort of they 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 cause blind spots because you put the sunnies on and then everything looks like this is how the world is. But if it's not constructed from how the world actually is, then you're going to miss critical things. And the, the it's, it's a striking example that I often think of. Um, I think I read of it in one of Jared Diamond's books, but there's a, there's a society. So when, when um, Polynesian people moved to New Zealand some 900 years ago, I think it was a few hundred years subsequently, some, some Polynesian people from New Zealand rode out um, to uh, the, I think it's the Minorians or something like that, who, who are, which are like, you know, f- some hundreds of miles to the east of New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Then that, those people settled those islands. And then, and they, because of the structure of the ecosystem there, that, where their previous society had been a competitive and, and violent one, it, this had to be a collaborative one for everybody to be able to survive. Mm-hmm. So they, over a couple hundred years, they developed this this system and a, a, a sort of pacifism and negotiating system um, in how to live. And, um, then their, you know, their long lost cousins, the Maori, wrote like rode over there a couple hundred years later and just simply killed them all, mm, <laughs> like just wiped them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like, I, I'm not suggesting that that's like 
that's that's a raw truth. But uh, you're not suggesting that they should have spent those all of that intervening time just sharpening their martial skills. For no, the, at the risk of the Maru's arrival. But also maybe they should have. Maybe they should have. <laughs> like, maybe that, yeah, that's yeah, a funny one. still be around. Like. It, this is the funny thing. Here's, and, you know, like, two-part thought. So, yeah, because I'm just uh, just plus wondering what you were just saying about ideologies because the other thing we talked about when we ranked ideologies is that when you when all you have is a set of um, totalizing Predictive rules. Predictive answers, rules, yeah. Then, then what it usually leads to is um, just personal purity behaviors rather than actual engagement in what – Yeah. Um, in what might be helpful for the group organism. I, you know, the, the cartoon version of pacifism is someone who will, it's a bit like when you were talking about the person when we were ranking money last time, the, the person who yeah. eschewed money themselves, yeah. but then, you know, just lives on the largest of everyone else who is, who is engaging with money as a system. It's the same sort of thing. Like the cartoon pacifist is someone who is, um, who will not do any fighting or, uh, violent conflict of any kind and their survival then relies on whoever will do it. On, yeah. on the behalf of their population. So there's there's that, as you say, that's the disconnection. And we all have that disconnection at the moment, yeah. pro- pro- more acutely than at any other point in human society. Very abs- particular, we're particular very abstracted. We each of us, yeah. each of us is, you know, each of us who aren't directly involved in martial warfare at the moment mm. is benefiting from having an abstracted section of our population who are going and doing that for us. Yeah, which, which is sort of alienating to understand because we're so disengaged from it. Yeah. You know, every time there's... You know, like we, we spent, as a society, we spent billions of dollars on yeah. this stuff and like, you know, have hundreds of thousands of people working on it. And that's just in our own society. Yeah. And it's really funny because anytime there's any point of information that comes up from that, people are like, what are we doing? And like, you know, yeah, yeah that's just that it, I'm not making the case for or against it. I'm saying, you know, it's, it's, I'm saying it's an interesting exactly. phenomenon how distant we uh, are. And I personally love that luxury. <laughs> <laughs> I love all the luxuries that I have. Yeah, and obviously, yeah. like, and as you say, like the interrog, factually, the interrogation of how many of these those resources are uh, put towards like overcorrecting the stability of our pocket of the world. Um, if you made me actually do that ethical calculus it would almost inevitably involve me having to make recommendations that would work against my privilege and security in the world. Like I would be like, yeah, it's probably probably the right thing to do here is to do things that would mean I am closer to the veil of violence than I currently am in the world, which, you know, like it's, this is kind of when we, when we were talking about think, borders and I was, talking, yeah, yeah. and I was talking about how people's default sense of the, of the morality of borders is very clear if they're on the good side of the border, you know, yeah, it's yeah. like, well, you need borders for stability. It's like, well, stability in one area is, 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 uh, brokered by instability in the other area. So if you're okay with like, really, you are just arguing your ethical argument is just like, me. well, is like me, good outcomes for me is good, which if you know, if someone, hey, can, I like that. if we, someone can we happily sit selfishness, that, Nick. <laughs> well, this is the thing, right. And this is the other thing I wanted to say, which is mm. like, um, it's a funny one to, in a way to argue about because you really come down to the fu- to having to work out f- having to argue fundamental premises of what is good and what is quote unquote good or bad as outcomes and it's very funny if you step out of the most quote unquote pragmatic kind of self-interest narratives it gets thorny so for instance here is my here is the here's the version of pacifism that i have personal access to as someone who and and that i have gently road tested in real life violent situations that I've ended up in, which is that like, I do think it's important to, cause we have self-defense ranked at 47. Mm-hmm. Um, so out of 114 ideas at the moment. So there is a sense that we are slightly above neutrally warm to the idea of like, yes, it is reasonable to, um, 
pursue uh, a practical framework for being able to defend yourself against violence. I mean, imprisonment's also in the 40s or 30s. That's isn't it. it. So like, it's, yeah. these are ones where it's like it's less that we feel is le- you know we're, uh, we're not celebrating them as a thing that we love. Uh, so much as being like, well, yes, they are a practical mechanic that is gonna, that is that is a that is a reasonable response, and probably in some ways an optimized response to the realities of the world. So, the so on the one hand, um, I think the compelling, the the rhetorically compelling, um, you know, uh, judo to do against. Uh, Pacifism is always when you're like, oh, so you're not going to fight on behalf of others, of your loved ones, blah, blah, blah. But if you leave that aside for a sec, for me personally, there has been a powerful thought experiment in my mind that I've sometimes tested in real life of me being like, yeah, there are actually circumstances and levels and degrees to which I would rather be hurt than hurt. Like, actually, there are moments where Mm -hmm. I would choose, I would choose to not defend myself. But but even that doesn't unpick the sort of irreality of, of uh, what of the core of what we're talking about here, because which again uh, is totalizing. Yeah, and so and I think that's something that has to, has to be explicitly said. Like, if you're listening and you're like, you know, well, why would disbanding a standing army mean that I personally have to reckon I'm close? I'm you know some step closer to dealing with violence in my day to day life. Yeah, the 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 thing that needs to be articulated there that's at the core of that is, I, I think, our shared. I don't want to say belief because that makes it sound like it's not true, but assessment. Yeah, um, judgment. Judgment. That's. Um, that we're not in a world where you can uh, reliably or usefully cho- or choose to. I mean, this is saying we can interrogate further, but we're, where we're not eradicating bad faith actors. So, so yeah, you know, because it, it doesn't matter if if not if nine hundred ninety nine out of a thousand people are pacifists and fully ad- adhering to that, that that we're one that ex- or if a hundred thousand, uh, you know, nine nine hundred ninety whatever. Yeah. It only you only need a, a very small percentage of bad actors, which you seem to have sort of baked into. When we were talking about societies. imprisonment, we were talking about same the fact thing, that same thing that fundamentally you just you, there will be members of the human organism yeah. that will just be you know there that uh, will just have cognitive states which are you know that are irrevocably violent or conflict yeah. laden. And and I think like that, you know there is a case that you can make that. There are ways to remove those features from, you know, our genome or, you know, condition people so that, like, you know, you you could, but I think that those would involve systems of control and intervention decision that neither of us would advocate. And because the consequences are so unpredictable of that sort of stuff. And 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 it'll just, it'll create, there'll be, even if you could do it, like the law of unintended consequences, they will hold sway some other, there'll be some other big costs. And then somewhat, you know, some nefarious nefarious actor while that's happening will, you know, secretly breed just a hundred people who are super prone to violence to control everything. (laughs) You know, like it's just, it's just not really, it's, it's yeah. The law of unintended consequences. You can't, you can't proclaim to know the exhaustive um, inputs or outputs of exactly um, human individuals or social behavior. And, and yeah, so I don't think that that's a, I don't think it's a realistic proposition to say, well, pacifism will be good because what we'll simply do is, is disactivate all the epigenetic predispositions of violence or whatever and and remove all um, capacity for people to hurt each other. I think it is a key thing to bring up again and again is that, you know, not only do you not have control of inputs and outputs totally, you could have complete control of all inputs and still not have full control of outputs Mm. because of the sheer variability variability of components of the universe so yeah so again yeah that idea of just being as you say what you're defeating there is the idea of like well if we just had a vast majority of pacifists then that would be the thing and again it would be 
it's there would be some. I think that broadly exists though. Like I think already most people don't want to live in a war society. Most you you would argue that the that the dehumanizing abstraction of a subset of a soldier population that we're already seeing in um you know first world countries is just a version of that. Is is it's it's a way of allowing for majority pacifism, Mm. pacifism, which is and again that abstraction is like evident anytime there's there's sort of news that emerges about what they mechanically are doing like yep. when, uh, and uh, particularly when they step outside the accepted quote-unquote rules of warfare you know you you it's shocking for most people to interact with that because we're so removed from it and, and most and people don't yeah, have that also, also hilarious because the idea that you would yeah the idea that taking one section of the population yeah. and create putting them into a little societal bubble which is optimizing them for violent conflict yeah. would lead to anything other than them pushing further into trans- transgression yeah. no matter how many supposed rules are governing that situation that is the inevitable outcome of that system yeah, yeah. and if anyone was going to go full a sort of Le Guin character and say like, yes, for me personally, this trade-off of having, the, of having a military and what it, what it means for me is not, for me, not ethically sustainable and I, I can't come at it. That's a perfectly reasonable position to have as an individual. And it's, yeah, yep. and none of, this is not us just being like, yeah, the status quo is chill and not cost laden. The status, the current status quo is horrifically cost laden. And it's easy to imagine that there Terrible. would be a lot of other ways to, there would be so many better ways to do it. And, and I think maybe th- this is a good time to talk about the distinction between pacifism as a sort of ideology or like a, a held belief or pursuit and peace. Like, yeah. so, so for instance, in the, in the current conflict between Russia and Ukraine, um, sorry for dating this so badly if you're listening in 2058. Um, in your eye chip. Yeah, because we're early on in that conflict. Um, <laughs> the, like, I, I don't think it would be realistic for all the actors in that environment to have pursued radical pacifism or sorry, just to pursue pacifism to assume that, you know, well, you know, um, we are a peaceful society and then therefore we will get the results that we want. Similarly, I think that achieving peace should be a higher value than any of the other values that are being pursued at the moment. So, so, and and I don't think those things are discordant at all. Like um, it's, this is not about minimizing the costs of minimizing in their importance, but, but in their outcomes. Totally. And um, I guess this is this is the thing that always occurs to me, like any process that is pursued where the goal, where then, where even if the primary goal is um, a longer, larger, larger, higher scale um, version of relative peace, you're still going to have to navigate that through, the cost will still include conflict, violence, uh, death, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and I think it's also worth noting that, you know, uh, where we have pretty liberal societies, like we have a bunch of, of quite liberal societies at the moment, in those societies, not 100% of people are pacifists, mm. not even close, um, which suggests, which suggest, which is kind of a bit of proof of the pudding that, um, okay, well, if you're going to have that 100% pacifism, it's going to be something that's going to be enforced upon people um, and where, where you enforce people enforce things upon people across time that they don't independently come at or, or sort yeah, of. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously this is. This there is, are lots of factors, obviously, co- cultural and context. This is just a mealy mouth, like subset of the thing, which, but yeah, I mean, obviously me moving in um, like combat sports circles and places like this, which are not like violent circles in the way that like violent circles no, are. No, not at all. But, you, but I. But you, more than more than you musician circles probably what it suggests is that there is a section of the population that enjoys just medium level rough housing which mm-hmm. is not really the same as violence no, at all not at all but then within sometimes you'll have the odd person the drift into that circle where you go oh this person 
does as a, mm. if not from birth, but as a result of like childhood conditioning, this person does uh, want to do violence specifically and need, and you know, you're, you're then making assessments around, all right, they're, they're somewhere on a spectrum where there might be, there might be a person where there's a healthy safely coded rules-based outlet for this. And then some people are going to be on that at a level where it's like, well, no, there isn't, you know, again, see the imprisonment episode, but the, um, and again, that's not, I, d- I, do, I don't want to say anything as milk toast as um, it's just being like, well, there's a human propensity for animus that needs to be expressed and you can't repress it. Cause I, I don't actually think pacifism is positing the full repression of that. The pa- passive, I think you can draw a sensible line. Pacifism is just saying like, don't try to injure or kill people. Mm. So this, so I don't, th- yeah, I don't want to, um, yeah, I was, I want to kind of steel man it as a premise as much as we can. Yep. And obviously, yeah, the th- just restating the thing that we kind of glancingly stated before, which is like, obviously it should be an uncontroversial point that current systems of that any current any current system of societal organization in terms of how violence is um, dis- dispensed on behalf of ideas should be interrogated and ameliorated. Constantly. Less vi- less violence is better. Is not yeah. that is 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 a is a pretty chill place to arrive at. And you can always be improving systems to remove violence from them. Like you just can. It's interesting because my because of uh, you know my own instincts and uh, surroundings. My assumption is that most people will want. A, would want a reduction in violence, but then I can think That's of plenty really of societies. Untrue. Yeah, I can think of plenty of societies where um, incorporating more of those violences has been a, a high value for the collective. Yeah, if not if not universal. Yeah. Uh, sorry, almost certainly not universal, but um, it still is interesting that that exists. And not you know we are inheritors of those societies. You know, yeah. our, our our broadly peaceful and you know relatively low violence um, societies. There are still rich veins of romanticization. For sure. And again, we have romance ranked very low, but there's a romanticization of the idea of what what are the right things to fight for. Mm. Um, And at least social codification. I mean, I always think, I might've talked about this on previous podcasts, but like being a young man and going out to like nightclubs a little bit and then running into guys there and seeing them do a very specific type of kind of um, social navigation, I I've at least talked to you about this, Chris, of like the idea of meeting someone on a dance floor, like a guy coming up and sort of aggressively introducing himself and having a little chat with me. And then once we've exchanged a few pleasantries, just being like, man, I like you. You're great. You're great. If anyone messes with you tonight, yeah. you just let me know. Yeah. Like literally them just, them going like a person going around and they're just setting up as many of those scenarios as they can because they've gone, okay, I'm heavily conditioned to both want to have a fight and to feel extremely restricted in terms of the narrative licenses yeah. to have a fight. So what I need to spend my Wednesday night doing is um, going out late, getting drunk and engineering as many possible narratives that give me ironclad narrative license to have a fight as possible. And so, you know, that's that's what our society is. It's a lot of that happening. Yeah, I find it really interesting because obviously, as you know, I'm into Australian rules football where there is like quite a lot of, you know, if if you weren't buying into the rules and the systems of that experience, it's a, it would be violent if it happened to you outside of the codified <laughs> yeah. realm of it. If it would be insane. Start, like, if you were, if some, if you were unconsensually thrown into a, yeah. a game of football. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so people who are not into that environment often will watch it and be like alarmed that this is you know an environment that encourages that type of like, you know, if, because some stuff is, if not within the rules, within the culture. Um, I mean, I've seen it in games like very often, some that type of person that you're saying is just looking for the framing to ex- express violence will be 
like we'll just be you know find a little little guy on the team and do something horrible to them you mm. know bump him or punch him off the ball or something and then then the expectation is you go in and fly the flag they call it you know go and push them around like what are you doing or whatever anytime i'm in any of those situations it's so alien to me just because i'm, yeah. I'm not i'm not wired like that yeah um for good and for ill but like it's just like i i just i just i i can only make jokes like it's it's it's, it's, mm. bewi- it's bewildering to me it's that I don't understand what the motive, I can't relate to the motivation force, but it is there. Anyway, what I was going to say is like, I think the presumption that if you then took away all these systems and um, that that would eradicate all of that stuff, I think absolutely not. Like, no. I, th- I think, you know, look, if you look the at, sim- say, the football, 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 so football doesn't have that, as in European football doesn't have that violence in it, but look at everything that happens <laughs> yeah. around it. They will trash their whole cities, people die. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's crazy the stuff that they do for, for me. As an onlooker, the systems um, are a, are a way of contending with it. Yeah, in the exactly, first place. exactly. And as, I th- and I think that's that's the same as with um, our meta systems as well. Like yeah. a, a, as disastrous as they are, and as chronically imperfect, and potentially that we, you know, potentially this podcast won't even get to be released because we'll die in a nuclear exchange. Like, yes, you know, like that's not a that's like whilst that's a not something you hear every day. It's not a hysterical beyond reality contention. No, it's to, perfectly possible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so this, this is not about suggesting that those systems are perfect, but we do have systems that reckon with um, those types of exchanges in that there are people, there are many brilliant people dedicating their entire lives and careers and societies and collect, you know, their collectives to grappling with that problem, which yeah. is that at some point, um, you know, you can sit there opposite me, Nick and, you can take something from me if you want to, if you choose to, yeah. or, or you can hurt me or, you know. I mean, I tried to get you to give me your shirt earlier. You just said no. I was being flattering. I was going to say, oh, I could get something from you at the start. I was like, well, I probably couldn't actually. Nick's <laughs> incredibly strong, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it would be fun. Yeah, it would be fun. <laughs> we'll wrestle it out. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I think the the fair thing to say, as we're talking about the way that all these systems are just, you know, people's flawed attempts to contend with vi- with violence baked into human exchange pacifism is that as well it is an attempt it is a yeah. meta it is yeah. a meta yeah, yeah. attempt to contend with that and again we're not ranking things based on how they're currently working we're ranking them uh based on the idea of a theoretical new new society we yeah. put together with the list so that's that version but we how, can only do that by taking the evidence of the world that we live in and that's it which is why history so high and that's why that's a, a exactly whole, whole other th- yeah, you would still, of worlds. we are still, even though we're positing a new society from scratch, we're still positing a society from scratch where you would have some, where even if you just have this list, this list is, as you say, based on our historical observation. So um, the- uh, Good thing it's so perfect. Exactly. The observation. And will be perfect. <laughs> and, in, and in the way of um, getting that perfect, it is worth, at the very least, recognizing the extremely reasonable place where the positive pacifism would come from. Oh yeah, like it's so for me. I love it. Like I would be a pacifist if I did if I wasn't also um, like I think I consider myself to be a realist in terms of sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. If I had to nail yeah my flag to a mast, I think I yeah I think I would be yeah I think I contextually am again in a society where some people are more narrativized and romanticizing or ready to ready to do fights i know that i'm a relative pacifist compared to some but as we say the very concept of of pacifism doesn't allow for a lot of relativity that said it is extremely easy to sympathize and to recognize where the posit comes from historically and to me the the positive non-violence imagining and you know the full extent of nonviolence as a logical conclusion in a, in a like I want that to be in the imagination space. Yeah. I, I want you yeah. to be able to imagine whether you whatever you decide through realism, 
I would want there to be a second to be able to take a beat and be like, what if, what if we, or what if X amount of actors in this situation decided to not fight? Particularly because, you know, there's a nice, um, there's all the low key abstractions you can do for that around just conflict. I mean, we're really, yeah. we're keeping it in the very literal here mostly, which is like pacifism is about like physical violence, yeah. um, which I think is good and the right way I to do so. it. But I do think, you know, the thought experiment of just being like, what about not conflict in a situation? is is always a useful one like what about just you know as in the same way that just being like what if i just didn't play this game <laughs> about any game you know like thinking of the which, think- which still gets to the ultimate problem which like you know i think everybody in a game can choose peace but i don't think everyone in a game can choose like to fully abdicate any any, con- uh, any, any use, if, contention any use of, of conflict or risk of violence or conflict or escalation. I don't think that, I don't yeah. think the problem, that, and that's the fundamental problem. I don't think it exists. The world that, um, that it is trying to be created. Yeah. 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 Great. What else do we think we need to say, if anything, before we look at it on the list or do we think just literally looking at the list will help? Yeah. I think the thing I want to say before we put it on the list is that I think there's a big distinction between pacifism and peace. Um, yep. And so where we rank pacifism is not an indication of how important it is to achieve the pacifist goals. And I think, yeah, I mean, I would have to really, I'd have to think about it for a couple of days, but if there was a button that could achieve the pacifist goals now, I would probably be more likely to hit it than not, but but that they're not achieved by its practice and, and, and prolification. Of a large-scale propagation of the ideology. Yeah, because it's not reckoning with... It's sort of willfully not reckoning with a huge element of the problem of yep. of why there is violence and conflict. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Problems. Check. Yeah. Cool. Um, I'm tempted to start just smack at our middle of the list yeah, I was idea. Same. Yep. Um, so male, we tend to think of as the exact middle of the list, and at the moment it is twenty forty. 60, 63, sending things through the mail, which means, yeah, yet yet again, it's holding around the center of our 114 ideas. Um, so it can hold. Indeed. So a few up from mail. If I go five up from mail, that's mm-hmm. esports, intersectionality, pornography, gyms, and pets. And harm is above that, which is an interesting, yeah. relatable idea. Going, I, be- I think it might be below all those. I think it might be too. So going below the mail, we've got... Worship, nostalgia, underdog, anniversaries, jobs. It feels better than those. It's funny, isn't it? Yeah. It does. It absolutely does. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do we think about it just compared to the mail, through sending things in the mail? Which, you know, I think we just enjoy as a fairly... Uh, it's <laughs> good. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, that's a way to do it. Yeah. It's perfectly chill. Man, that's such a ridiculous assertion. I can't believe it ended up being good. Yeah. Or esports, I guess. Esports. I think it's better than esports. Do you? I'm not. I'm just. I'm saying. I think it is. But we can talk it around. Um, it's certainly not better than sports. But again, don't, don't, don't say anything insane. <laughs> but sports is many, many, many spots above. So the idea of, um, yeah, for me, I mean, again, just the bounded nature of esports as like basically, if you don't have esports, you still have sports, and if you don't have esports, you still have ways to. You would be able to work out some other way of having a. Um, an, an engagement of a, a use of modern technology and increasing technologies into the future to elevate and expand the definition of sport. Yeah. And you'd still have games. You'd still have games. Yeah. Cause esports is, I didn't really think of that. It's more of a, cause I was like, do you really want to like 
yeah, it's sorry. I think the thought experiment of pacifism without, while still being underneath all the things that are going to yeah. ameliorate it, is still potentially helpful to esports. Yeah. Particularly because esports, particularly it's particularly like helpful this. to esports because yeah. esports is already a zone of sports which where you have abstracted a proxy bounded from the physical from yeah. the thing. So you really are in the in the metaphor space with esports when you're talking about violence and conflict. Yeah. So I think that's where the idea of nonviolence of opting out of those things has a bit more potency than than the AFL pitch, for instance. Mm. Yep. I also think that like I'm not really comfortable with pacifism being more negative than positive in, in our assessment no. of it. Like, like and it, I it's just, it's not, it doesn't do the job. I just think inter- intersectionality above esports just has, again, intersectionality, if you listen to the episode, we found plenty of limitations on that as well. But to me, just as a way, for me, as you say, pacifism is, it's not a great map. It doesn't do a great job of mapping the world as it is. Intersectionality does, a, it as a tool is limited, but as a, as a, the very basic bit of it, which is just noticing something about reality, it does that pretty well. Mm. The thing that notices about reality is a pretty real thing about reality, yeah. which is just like variable, rich, intersectional advantage and disadvantage. And then it's just... So then where do you feel... Pa- uh, under, under, under intersectionality and above esports. Because above, above intersectionality is pornography, which I think is definitely better than pacifism. Mm. Yeah, pacifism isn't in that realm. Yeah. And again, I I really feel like this is a space where a lot of future ideas are going to yeah, come in and around like it, it. Like it feels like, east, yeah, the idea of passive intersectionality to esports to mail to worship. Each one, it's just so easy to imagine a thousand ideas between yeah. each of those. Yeah, yeah, I think that's why I'm struggling to to re, to relate them to each other. I think, um, yeah, I think that's a good spot. I just want to say, yep, in the decision to put it there that. Um, <laughs> Pacifism doesn't belong in the trash because in its in the total toolkit of things that you could have in your society, it's it's good. Like it's it's good. Like there there are real positive benefits that come from it. Unfortunately, relative to the idea that it's um, proclaiming to be, it's not um, particularly. It's not especially virtuous. And and um, if it was higher than any sort of uh, critical gra- grappling with reality or assessment of reality um you know any any of the sort of truth pursuing tools then that would be a disaster yes and the idea and basically the idea sadly the um 60 odd ideas we've got above it aren't there to dunk on it or make it be like oh it's nowhere near these what they are there to do is to protect the best version of it yeah like it, it ameliorates the group and individual from the risks of Exactly. As are all the ideas underneath it. The fact that ideology is like 60 odd ideas underneath it means that, you know, any sense of that totalizing uh, use of it. Other ideas we've got in the bottom 10, like fulfillment, you know, other things that imagine an end state towards narrative ideologies, you know, having all of that underneath means that you can have a a at least a chill neutral version of pacifism that is just a tool to put into the thought space. Ultimately, in the Big Big Lebowski the dude describes himself as a pacifist and how much violence does he experience in that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He gets he gets beaten up. Yeah, he gets beaten up. Terrible. Exactly. This is rogue. Indeed. So coming in at the new 62 out of 100 and... Yeah, 119, actually. Um, all right. No, 120. We've done 120 now. So my imagining is that when we've got a list of 1,000 ideas, it's going to be a much relatively higher spot. Top 300. Yeah, that's my sense. Um, interesting to see. 
it will be interesting to see. We're glad that you'll all be here for it. We love having you here. We love mm. each other. I know I can speak on Chris's behalf of that. He can because he loves me. That's it. Give me the shirt. <laughs> I, don't, I don't love you that much. <laughs> Thanks. Motion, this lotion, this lotion. Sometimes commotion, sometimes no commotion. Rank ideas.